1: Hall of Shame is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Technology plays a huge role in all of our lives, even aha uh-huh, in sports. The NHL uses puck and player tracking technology to let TV viewers know who was doing what, where the puck went, stats, and more. NBA teams featured digital fans in the stands to watch the games virtually and pump the players up. When it comes to hiring for your business, there is one solution that's been advancing its technology for years, and that is ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash shame. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites. Then ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology identifies people with the right skills and experience and invites them to apply to your job. It's a winning formula. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So if you want to step up your hiring game, give ZipRecruiter a shot. And you've got nothing to lose. Why? Well, because right now you get a chance to try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash shame. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-H-A-M-E. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash shame. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm Rachel Benetta, And I'm Rachna Frukbaum. And this is Hall of Shame.
1: Girl, hey, hey, we got some stuff to talk about. We
2: sure do. Are we gonna talk about our Brunos for a minute? Oh,
1: <laughs> guys, our Browns are so good right now.
2: <laughs> we don't ever win the game. That's like a last minute, right?
1: Though. Baker is just looking so great. Depending, very on sad about OBJ. Yeah, yeah, but also he has a shitty attitude. So that's true. Yeah. But we've got we've got pressing issues. Okay, forget about the Browns. Tomorrow, you guys, yeah, is a massive day. It is the last day to vote. Last day. Election day. It's just a hugely,
2: insanely important day. No bigs. Future of our democracy at stake, et cetera. (laughs)
1: Millions of people are heading to the polls. And the last thing we want is for anyone to be unprepared or run into any problems while voting. If you run into any issues at all or witness any attempts of voter intimidation or harassment, call the National Voter Protection Hotline at 866 our vote or the voter protection hotline in your state there is language support available and all the numbers are available in our show notes and on vote save america's social media accounts share that info and tell every single person you know to stay in line so now that we have told you how to protect your vote let's get to the show We have been doing this podcast for like nine months now, uh, which means you guys have probably gotten to know us a little bit, and by now, you must know, your girls like to get a little petty now and then, okay? Yep. So to commemorate
2: this historic time, we thought, look, we've been trying to take Michelle Obama's advice and go high when they go low, but today, we're going to be more Kathy Griffin in our approach and take the opportunity to go extremely low. Yeah, that's right.
1: So today's podcast is all about the biggest cheater in golf history Donald John Trump ha. and we are going to do this podcast a little differently we're going to we're going to share this one we've Aww. we've never done this in the history of Hall of Shame I'm quite excited. And I think we want to share it is because we both wanted to do this one so badly. (laughs) We just both needed to get petty. We just both wanted to get petty. So we're going to go back and forth telling each other stories. And we will laugh and laugh and just go lower and lower. (laughs) And here's the thing. This is a special story
2: because ultimately it really has nothing to do with the election. Tomorrow, important. Please vote if you haven't already. But also, it has everything to do with the election, when you think about it.
1: Guys, golf is known as the gentleman's sport. Is that sexist and do I hate it? Yes. Uh, but it's important to bring up. And I found the perfect breakdown of this saying and, like, what it means on the theperfectgentleman.tv. <laughs> Don't ask me <laughs> why I was on that website. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's like a whole other situation there to <laughs> explore later. It's
1: bookmarked. Okay. It's one of my faves. Uh, but this is what it said on, on this website. About being the gentleman's sport. It's a game that through the ages has been considered the pursuit of gentlemen. Each player must show consideration for the game, the course, and other players. Those who do not abide by these unwritten rules often find themselves shunned and unable to find a game with no other golfers willing to play with them.
2: And we feel like there is nothing about this gentlemanly spirit of golf that is embodied by... This president, or really this GOP at this point,
1: <laughs> if I'm being honest. So rachel and I wanted to talk about this, this topic because, A, we love golf. Love. Like, we lo- I love golf so much. Like, I have to play once a week. I am an 89-year-old. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Look, I, it's a thing I did with my dad. Couldn't love it more.
1: Aw. And, and also, we wanted to tell this story because I think that you can tell a lot about a person by the way they golf. And in Trump's case, we may just be confirming what we already know. (laughs) Just screaming into an echo chamber. But what the hell? Let's do it
2: anyways, because tomorrow is an important day. You know what? We earned this. Yes. Let's enjoy it. But before we can even run through some of the hilarious firsthand accounts, we need to address his two big overall lies that he tells. Yeah. So the first is about his handicap. Mm -hmm. Trump's big golf brag is that he has a handicap of 2.8, which means he averages less than three strokes above par per round of golf. And just for those who don't know much about golf, that is very hard to do. Very
1: difficult. I don't know what my handicap is, but it's
0: not that.
2: (laughs) No. Rachel, in no effing world does Donald John have a 2.8 handicap. He likely doesn't even have a 2.8 handicap per hole, <laughs> let alone per round. According to the United States Golf Association, a 2.8 handicap would put him in the top 5% of players <laughs> at any age. Trump is 74 years old. That's fun. Just some context. That's fun. Jack Nicklaus, a name you might know, yep. who is either the best or second best golfer ever, depending on where you put him in Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. is in his 70s. And Jack, the golden bear, has a handicap of 5.2. Let me say that again. Jack Nicholas's handicap is (laughs) 5.2. That means if Nicholas played Trump in golf, Trump would have to give him two shots. Wow. Trump is a liar. When he appeared on Fox Sports Radio ahead of the U.S. Open, Trump said he had shot low 70s quite a bit on that course, adding, quote, I've been a member there a long time. I could do pretty well. Just so you know, the par score at winged foot where the U.S. Open was is 70. And Jeff Ogilvie, who won the last U.S. Open that was held there, shot rounds of 71, 70, 72 and 72, winning with a score of five over par. Why even lie about it? There's something so extra pathetic about lying about something so easy to reference and compare. And
1: that is, that's Trump to a T. Like, all of uh, his lies, it's like, I could just quickly Google this and fact check it. But he just does it anyways. Yeah.
2: Just does it anyways.
1: So the second lie that Ugh. Trump tells, because there's, there's there's more. There is much more. And
2: this is just the two big lies about golf. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, The second lie that Trump tells is that he alleges he's won 18 club golf tournaments. (laughs) So first off, that is a lot considering he's the president of the United States. And before that, he was running an alleged billion dollar company. Dude had a lot on his plate. I don't know how he was finding time to to win 18 club tournaments. Because this is the guy that wants us to think he's the busiest man in the world. But those 18 tournaments he's won, they all happened at clubs he owns. That's the first oh, thing to note. So Russia, there's, this, there's this book called Commander in Sheet. It's written by sports writer Rick Riley. I so recommend this to you guys. This is the number. This is like the number one book on the Hall of Shame bestsellers list. Okay, <laughs> it is entirely about Trump cheating at golf. Lots of good stories. Talk about petty. Rick Riley uh, is officially our guy. Okay, we love. We don't have time to go through all of them because we would be here all day, and they're essentially the same thing. It's the same lie over and over and over again. Ah, uh, but we do have time to break down a few. So first story, Trump told Rick Riley that whenever he buys a club, which he has done plenty of times, he stamps his name on it and then plays an official opening round. And he calls that the first club championship. So I'm sure (laughs) out of the 18 titles that he holds, a lot of them come from this, where he's just like playing his assistant and his buddies, I'm sure. He's like,
2: guys, let's have a championship today. (laughs)
1: I'm feeling like a championship this afternoon. What do you think? Rachel, should we call
2: this episode like a championship and we
1: won it because we recorded it? Is that? I think we're really good at podcast championships. I think we have about (laughs) 90 of them now. Truly, that's nothing. Another instance of lies. At Trump International of West Palm Beach, Florida, they add a plaque on the wall that lists all the men who have won the men's club championship. Trump's name appears three times on this plaque. 1999, 2001, and 2009. But hold on a hot second. The course wasn't even open in 1999. (laughs) When he was called out about it, then White House communications director and current COVID spreader to the president, Hope Hicks, admitted to the Washington Post, Trump played in a soft opening round on the 1st of November of that year with a group of the early members and declared it the club championship. So like... I guess if it's your club, you just get to manipulate and like lie. I all mean, you want. yeah. Same with, I guess if it's your country, <laughs> you get to do Look, whatever you want. I won the breakfast
2: championship this morning in my kitchen. Oh, good for you! Because I made a breakfast. Really hard one. So I guess wow. I've won. I've won like thirty breakfast championships. Oh my god! Just just, just this last week, yeah. probably. So it was also a super senior oh. breakfast championship.
1: <laughs> <So sad. laughs> You're not there yet. <laughs> You're a ways up. (sighs) So we do know that Trump did play in the 2007 Westchester Men's Club Championship and was knocked out in the first round by a 15-year-old named Adam (coughs) Levin. No. Levin said this. He didn't even say congratulations or good match. He didn't look me in the eye. He just shook my hand and walked off. He'd kind of been a dick the whole day. We were together for five or six hours, so there was plenty of time for conversation with me or my parents. But all he ever said was, isn't this course fantastic? Aren't these facilities the best? He's an asshole with no character. I love that I not mean, only Trump got beat by a 15 year old, but that his parents were there as well.
2: It's just like this is why I have no guilt being petty here. No. Because this is the pettiest man on earth. He is our
1: worst. Well, guys, it keeps it keeps going. We have it's so fun. We have so much more. One of the most hilarious accounts of his lies at the time Trump won the senior club championship at Bedminster, his course in New Jersey. And he wasn't even there, Rechna. Here is what happened. At the New Jersey course, he declared that senior meant 50. And he was totally forgetting that one of the club's best players had just turned 50. So Trump, too much of a coward to face this guy, instead left and went to his golf course in Philadelphia the day of the tournament and played a friend there. According to a source, Trump called up the Bedminster Pro Shop and said, hey, I shot a 73, which is a better score than the really good dude. I should be declared the senior club championship at Bedminster. I mean, the guy at the pro shop obviously shitting his pants like Trump is he's selling golf balls and Trump is calling him being like, hey, by the way, I actually won.
2: His boss, essentially. Yeah.
1: Too scared to go against his boss. Agreed. And the plaque of his win went up. Another source claimed that somebody else that watched Trump play golf that day called into Bedminster and said that he shot. Maybe an 82, and that might be generous. (laughs) This is all hearsay, but like if somebody continuously tells you, like if so many people continuously do tell you that this guy is a liar and a cheater, like they're not all full of shit. (laughs) So, end of long stories, he didn't win 18 club championships, right? I don't think he won one.
2: No, as with literally everything he claims, he's just a full on liar. I would say in any given year, the percentage of things he says that are the truth versus a lie is probably something like 90 to 10. <laughs> Meaning, and I'm saying 90% lies, 10% true. Yeah, that might, be, that might be generous. And like on the golf front, it's like so embarrassing. Like the thing about him and the lying about golf is like we know how much that fucking asshole plays golf. He's been playing it throughout this pandemic. So he's probably not bad. So the thing that's so crazy to me is like, he probably wouldn't even need to lie and still be pretty good. Mm
1: -hmm. What's crazy is that I feel like if he was just like, I'm an average golf player, people would be like, oh my God, I connect with that. I'm an average golf player. But he just always has to be better than absolutely everybody else.
2: It's so transparent and sad. In the book you talked about, Riley talks to a Harvard psychiatrist who has this assessment, which I think, like, at this point we all know. He says, quote, He can't stand not winning, not being the best. It had to have started very early in his development. He exaggerates his golf scores and his handicap for the same reason he exaggerates everything he has to. He exhibits all the traits of a narcissistic personality disorder. He's a very ill man. It's like, this is why, Rachel... Adults need to show affection and unconditional love to kids. Oh. I feel like our guy Donald had a dad who didn't love him or accept him as he was. And so he had to make up a bunch of shit Whoa. hoping to gain his dad's love and acceptance. And now that's just how he lives in the world. That's how he walks through life. And we are all suffering for it. Oh it's my God. such it's deep mental illness because you are right. Like, why can't he just be like, I'm pretty good. I don't know. I play a lot. He can't handle it.
1: I love parenting lessons from Reshna. That might be my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> always like to throw them in there yes, if I can. Yes, we appreciate. But you're totally right. That makes all the sense in the world. It's nuts. So so those are all actual recorded things. Him not winning, his yes. handicap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. There's like concrete evidence about how he just lies about it. Yes. Yeah, so those were the lies. Now let's move on over to the cheatings right after this break. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Felix Grey, none other. retchna, you guys, Rechna and I are obsessed with these. I got a pair from Felix Grey. They were nice enough to give me a pair. And then your girl went back to the site and bought another pair. I just wanted to switch it up so that I had two pairs that could match any outfit that I have. There are a lot of blue light glasses on the market, but they're not all created equal. Many blue light glasses don't filter enough blue light, especially in the range that matters. Felix Grey glasses filter out 90% of blue light in the most damaging range and eliminates 99% of glare through a proprietary industry-leading lens technology only available with Felix Grey. Felix Grey frames are hand-finished from durable, super lightweight Italian acetate. That's why your girl had to have two of them, okay, because that sounds fancy as heck. Order online. Glasses shipped directly to you with a hard case and lens cloth included. Try them for 30 days risk-free. Guys, I can't say this enough. I'm super obsessed with them. I wear them on television every single day, and they're like, oh my God, you got new glasses. They look so great. Honestly, maybe there's more people watching our TV show because I'm wearing these glasses. That's how good they are. If your screens aren't easier on the eyes, send them back for a full refund. Go to felixgrayglassescom shame for the absolute best quality blue light filtering glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com shame. Shipping and returns are totally free at Felix Grey. felixgrayglassescom shame. Okay, we're back to talk about Trump cheating at golf. So
2: yeah
1: <laughs> Trump being Trump, he's golfed with a lot of people. Even in COVID, he just continues to surround himself with people. But a lot of those people that have golfed with Trump have been extremely famous. And a lot of those extremely famous people have gone on to shit on him afterwards, which we, we really appreciate.
2: Love to see it. Yeah. Although I am like – Maybe don't golf with a monstrous
1: fascist. But anyway. I hope. Listen, I'm gonna take the high road in this part, and I hope that this was like years and years and years ago. Sure. It was pre- And they're old stories. President Trump. I feel like it wouldn't be happening yeah. now. I hope again. Fingers crossed. Oscar Oscar De La Hoya, former boxing champion. Here's what he told AP News about the time he golfed with Trump. Yes, I caught him cheating. It was unbelievable, but I guess it was his course, so it was his rules. <laughs> and that, sh- that should just be, like, on the welcome sign when you come in. My course, my rules, bitch. Yeah, <laughs>
2: we don't do gentlemen's sport around here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this is uh, how De La Hoya said he would cheat. Trump would tee off first. OK, and then he would just like take off and let the other guy. First off, that's sure. not how you golf. No, you wait
2: for everyone to. You wait off.
1: for everybody. Correct. OK, so that's just like polite. That's just manner. He would go off and they would later they would see him later on down down the course. And Oscar remembers seeing Trump right in the middle of the fairway, clearly moving the position of his ball.
2: <laughs> we can see you. So He was
1: yeah, he was trying to get ahead of it. So he's just like, OK, yeah. I understand that that ball was not good. I need to go move it before these guys see it. Guys, sorry, I'm just going to go on ahead. Uh (laughs) I'm just going to go for a little walk. I'm just going to go. I want to see your shots. What a loser. I want to see them from this vantage point. What an absolute fucking loser. So later on, Oscar says Trump hit his ball into some bushes. Again, he went ahead in his cart, And all of a sudden, when the other guys caught up, Trump's ball was magically three feet from the hole. Amazing. What I don't... Like, golf is such a, like, friendly sport. Like, everyone goes... Yeah. It's so honor system. You you kind of stay in a little hub. No one goes ahead. Everyone kind of, no. like, waits for everybody to get closer and closer and closer. There's
2: so many of those, like, polite rules. Just the
1: fact that he gets in his cart and takes off is psychotic to me. <laughs> it's so psychotic. So, De La Hoya... Gets it. He also thinks Trump's behavior on the course is reflective of who he is. He told AP yeah. News that it shows like something about his character. Golf is a gentleman's sport. You don't lie about your score. You don't lie about moving your ball. It goes to show you what we're dealing with. Amen, Oscar, Oscar De Oscar De La Hoya gets
2: it. Yes. I rescind. People played with him before they knew. Yeah,
1: exactly. Once they
2: knew, they were like, I'm not here for this. Yeah. So another story. Not long after becoming president, so I judge these guys a little more. I'm judging. Trump invited Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson, who at the time was the number one player in the world, and longtime tour pro and Fox Golf analyst Brad Faxon to play. These are all three people who are better than almost everyone in the world, Mm -hmm. so definitely better than Donald Trump. Yes. They set up a bet where Trump would team up with Faxon and they would be up against Tiger and Dustin Johnson. But because Tiger and Dustin are so insanely long off the tee because they're pros. Does that mean they can hit it really, really far? That means they can hit it really, really far. Got it. They decided that Faxon and Trump would tee off on the middle tees instead of the furthest tees. Mm -hmm. So they gave them a little bit of an advantage. They gave them
1: the junior junior spots where the kids go.
2: Additionally, Trump, because he's not a pro, would get a stroke subtracted on the eight hardest holes and everyone else would play scratch, meaning they gave Trump a spot because they all know they're much, much better than him. Right. And off they went. So Faxon recalls, quote, on this one hole, Donald hits his second and fats it into the water, which means he just like hits it into the water badly. But he quickly says to me, hey, throw me another ball. They weren't looking. <gasps> this
1: shady, shady little bitch. Listen, I don't like hitting it into the sand trap or the water either. But like, you, yeah, you, you hit that ball, baby girl. You hit that ball. That's you deal with that.
2: But this is a man we know cannot deal with hard things. No. He literally walked out of an interview with 60 minutes because they said, what's your plan for
0: the second turn?
2: <laughs> he has no tolerance for discomfort. So anyway, after he asked Faxon to give him a second ball, Faxon did. Because again, they're all invited to Trump's course. So they feel like they just have to go by his rules, I guess. Then Faxon says, but he fats that one into the water too. (laughs) So then he drives up and drops where he should have dropped the first time and hits it onto the green. Wow. Meanwhile, on the other side of the fairway, Tiger, being Tiger, has hit his approach to a foot from the hole for a kick in birdie. So now everyone's on the green and Trump's about 20 feet from the hole and getting an extra stroke. And Trump goes, so where does everyone stand? Faxon said, well, Tiger just made a three. Uh, What's that putt for, Mr. President? And Trump goes four for a three. He's claiming it took him four strokes to get in the hole but because they're giving him strokes back on the eight hardest hole, he's saying he got a three.
1: My guy, no. Vaxson
2: had to laugh because Trump was actually putting for a seven, (gasps) but he was claiming it was for a four, which would have worked out to a three because of that free stroke. So, like, this guy, (laughs) it's wild. And it's like he knows, like, someone's literally watching him, tracking him, like, he just blatantly is lying, and he has no agita about it. It's why. No,
1: because so many people have, like, bent to his will before, and it's just like, oh, you. I'm sorry, are you going to question me? No. <laughs>
2: well, here's the funny button to that. Faxon says, he misses that putt anyway, oh. but then he says it was really fun to play with him. He rakes, which means picking up every putt, but you kind of want him to. You've heard so much about it. It's almost like you want to witness it so you can tell the story. (laughs) So at this point, it's just becoming a game for people to be like, I want a Trump cheating story because everybody knows he's a liar and
1: a cheat. And listen, everybody loves a Trump cheating story. When I tweeted out that we were doing this podcast, so many people were like, (laughs) "Yeah." It's because it just is, like,
2: validating. You're like, I know this about him. We see it all day, every day on Twitter, whenever he has a press conference at his, like, horrifying super spreader rallies. But, like, it's just, like, in this small way, we can totally see just what a petty, sociopathic liar he is. That's what it is. It's just so pathetic,
1: dude. That's why it's fun. Ah, it's so embarrassing. It's so crazy because he's such a loser. Have we gone low enough? Should we keep
2: going? No. Let's go lower. Keep going,
1: girl. Um, Samuel – this is actually my personal favorite story. This is um, Samuel L. Jackson, Uh, okay? In United Airlines Hemispheres magazine, uh, Jackson said he has played golf with Trump in the past. The interview asked who is a better golfer and Jackson said, oh, I am for sure. I don't cheat.
2: (laughs) I love someone like in a United flight being like – (laughs)
1: Oh. <laughs> like oh, yes, i will samuel. have a
2: ginger ale and a tomato juice and also <laughs> i'm gonna read about this
1: <laughs> and then i'm gonna watch snakes on a plane because i support <laughs> trump later tweeted i don't know at samuel l jackson to best of my knowledge haven't played golf with him and think he does too many tv commercials boring not a fan
2: <laughs> trump is it's so embarrassing. It's like the most embarrassing girl in middle school. Oh. It's so crazy.
1: I just love that he also added him, like, oh. wanted him to see that. You do too many commercials. So boring. Trump. Ooh, this one is really good, guys. Trump went golfing with Mike Tarico, who is a play by play football analyst for ESPN, John Gruden, current coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, and Ron Jaworski, who was a former quarterback, now analyst. Uh, Trump and Gruden paired up, and Tarico and Jaworski teamed up. Tarico was up and hit this like incredible shot, like the, the shot of his life. And he gets it close to the tee. Even his caddy was like, holy crap, man. Like, that was incredible. Right. So they get into the cart and scuttle down to the hole. Tariqa's probably, like, so psyched. Like, oh, my God, this is going to be the best freaking hole I've ever played. And he gets up to the tee, and his ball is nowhere to be found. <laughs> and everyone's like, "What? I saw it. What? What's cool? What? He finally spots it. 50 yards away from the pin, in a bunker. Lousy break, Trump told Tariko as he walked by. Uh, as he like zoomed in his like cart early. Lousy break. <laughs> oh, that's a lousy break, Tarico. Uh, uh. Afterwards, Tarico remembers, Trump's caddy came up to me and said, you know that shot you hit on par five. It was about 10 feet from the hole. Trump threw it into the bunker. I watched him do it. First off, I love that Trump's caddy is like so, such a shady. He's
2: like, if you're going to be petty, because that caddy's probably had to put up with so much shit. And he was like, I'm going to bring you down.
1: (laughs) So much. Oh, and I love that he's just so shady behind his back. Caddy, we love you. Come on the pod. (laughs) It's just so cheesy and dumb. Like, I have seen this terrible character in every movie ever. He is just a villain, like, rubbing his hands together like, (laughs) he's a bad guy. He's a bad dude. One idea I have is maybe, like, stop
2: playing golf with this fascistic
1: sociopath. Yeah. Who cares about the cheating stories? You have plenty now. You don't need to go and get your own. It's
2: time to stop validating this
1: horrifying behavior. So listen, guys, we could go on and on and on, but Russia and I have shit to do, (laughs) okay? This may just be golf, right? But it's not just golf. How you play golf shows your character, and Trump has shown his over and over and over again. Tomorrow is a big day. Oh, shit, I just got goosebumps. Big, big, huge day. I just got goosebumps. Tomorrow is a big day. It is election day. Go to bed early. I want you guys to treat yourself in the morning because we have been through hell the past four years, specifically this year. Treat yourself to like a nice ass breakfast. Like maybe you have pancakes, maybe put blueberries in there. You might be about to stand in a line for a few hours. Okay. Get yourself some protein and then go out and vote if you haven't already. I don't want a guy that openly cheats at golf, among <laughs> other things, as president for another four years.
2: Here, here. No thanks. It's the way he cheats at golf is the way he cheats at life. It's the way he cheats at the presidency. He is incompetent and we need to vote him out and every single person who enables him as well, in my humble opinion. What are
1: you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to be doing?
2: I don't know. I have had like that feeling like I'm going to have diarrhea for like Mm. two weeks (laughs) because I'm so nervous not to be gross. What are you talking about? We're
1: gross on this podcast all the time. I know.
2: All of a sudden I get poised and womanly. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends texted
1: me the other week and he's like, You guys have got to stop talking about poop.
2: <laughs> on the heels of this election, I'm turning over a new leaf. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking about diarrhea on the
1: regular. No, you won't.
2: I know. I I don't know. I'm really nervous. It might be a day that I can't tell yet. Yeah. I feel like there's a part of me that will like just want to be following, but I don't know if that's good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. My kids are at their dad's, so maybe I'll like do a distance situation or get tested and see someone in person, Mm -hmm. but what are you going to (sighs) do?
1: I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do what I just told everyone else to do and give myself a nice morning. I'm going to go to work, and I'm just going to (laughs) breathe.
2: Yeah. Oh, you have to work. We gave our writer's room the day off for election day.
1: That's nice. No. Show must go on. Should be a national holiday. It should be. It absolutely should be, especially this year when everyone's going to be stressed the hell out. Oof.
2: Look, everyone, it has been a year at the end of a really hard four years, and just whatever happens, deep breaths, try and laugh, (laughs) and like Rachel said, treat yourself, because
1: we can't control it anymore except for voting and having done our part to help other people vote. Mm -hmm. Maybe a couple of people will actually save this episode for tomorrow. Maybe they're going to be like, you know what? I want to wake up and laugh at Trump tomorrow. Mm. So if you're doing that, if you're listening to this on uh, election day, good for you. You made, Yeah. You made a good and when you play golf,
2: be in the up and up. It's like more fun. Golf is a hard sport, no matter what.
1: You're going to suck at it. So it's just fine. Be cool. With I
2: have so much fun and I suck so hard. Same.
1: All right, guys. Well, we're going to get through it. Yeah. We're gonna be here next week with another episode and then we will be through Hope it. Hope
2: we have another episode and we get to talk
1: about good results good on election night. Good things. Hopefully we start the podcast by cracking another beer. That'd be lovely. Yeah. I think that's what we do if he doesn't win. Okay. I don't I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to drink anything
2: I know. Knocking on wood. Okay. okay. All
1: right, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.
2: Bye guys.
1: Hall of Shame is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our producer. Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer. And me, Rachel Bonetta. And me, Rachna Bomb. Editing and sound
2: design by Kyle Seglin. Brian Semmel is our associate producer. And Allison Falzetta is our development
0: producer.
1: Our theme music is by Taka Yasuzawa. Thank you to Sydney Rap for production support
0: every week.